Awesome. Good morning, church. Well, my name is Rebecca, if you haven't met me before. And Merry Christmas! I have been watching a lot of Christmas movies. Uh, It's been awesome. Basically, it's been like, okay, which one are we going to watch tonight? And, you know, with Christmas and watching all these movies every year, it makes you think, okay, well, Jesus, you're actually the reason. And we are celebrating your birth and I was thinking about how when a Christmas movie starts you've seen it so many times that all it needs to do is start and then all all the things in the movie those scenes bring a smile to your face because you've seen it so many times you remember those things and so I was thinking about how at Christmas it makes me think about God your plan just got started here you know and I get excited about what's to come and Thank you, Jesus. Which, you know, I know for the Israelites, you know, some of you may know this, but like God set out to kind of prepare them, right? There's over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament saying, this is what it's going to look like. This is who's coming. This is what I'm going to do, which is just amazing. And I think... Those are the, to remember, I think that's what I was thinking about today is like remembering, you know, his birth and what he was, you know, beginning and starting and what the plan was going to be, because it it shows that he does what he said he's going to do, right? So that's what I was like being reminded of. He is going to do what he said he's going to do, right? So it's all those prophecies coming to light and being like, he says he's he, what he says he's going to do. So, and actually, I'm just going to show you uh, uh, in Isaiah 7 where that's true, right? This, that's one of the reasons why reading the word is so important because you're remembering that that is true. Like God said it and it happened. So, in Isaiah 7, verse 14, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, A virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. That is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to, you know, he's unchanging, so he's going to continue to do what he said he's going to do. Amen. So let's stand and we'll pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for being unchanging, Father, being faithful and so true to your word, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We honor and glorify you and remember, Father, we celebrate your birth, Jesus, in that what was starting. And I thank you, Father, for it that we would remember and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Father, we do thank you that through Jesus coming to this earth, that it truly was, truly is God with us. 
And as he lived his life, he showed us how we could live with you. He showed us how to live, how to act, how to, how to walk. Thank you, Lord, for living with us. And then as the Holy Spirit day of Pentecost, you still live with us. You still live with us. And you're never going to leave. Hallelujah. Never, your word says, never, never will you forsake us. Hallelujah. We're so grateful for that, Father. So grateful that you made a way where there was no way. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody turn with me to Matthew chapter 1. Chapter 1. I began here two weeks ago talking about Christmas. This whole month, I'm just, I'm in the Christmassy mood. And so I'm having on my heart to share about Christmas. Last year, Peter ministered on Christmas Eve. So we were talking about it earlier in the year, and I'd kind of given him a warning I might have him do it again. And, but two weeks ago, I said, No, I got it. I feel Christmassy. And he goes, Really? I was like, yeah, I do. I feel Christmassy. So we're going to talk about that a bit today. And Matthew chapter 1, beginning with verse 17, says this. The birth of Jesus Christ. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her, put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And we sang that this morning. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until he had given birth until birth to a son, called his name Jesus. Now you notice in this in this uh, uh, story in this depiction of the birth of Christ. Like I always say, the Bible is not just a book to be read and go, yep, I believe it, blah, blah, blah. It's a book that is really about life. It is about salvation. It is about God revealing himself. But he's revealing himself to real people. And he was using real people to reveal himself. He worked through real people. And, and, and he worked through people that weren't perfect. Praise God. Praise God they weren't perfect. Praise God they, they didn't do everything right always. But as he used people, his nature, his character, who he is, is revealed. Jesus' whole life was revealing the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. 
If you've, if you've heard me, if you've heard me, you've heard the Father. Why are, you, why are you asking for me to show you the Father? I've been doing that my whole life. We see God in all of this. And one of the things that we see is that in this story, in from a human perspective, not everything went the way you would think it should. Right? Now, we were a few weeks ago, and uh, somebody said something like, you know, uh, 2020 stinks. I won't say the actual word that they used, because, you know, some parents don't let their kids say words like that. So I would say it, but they, you know, and this other person would say it, but, you know, 20, you, 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 fill it in with your word. 2020 stinks. And I, being the glass half full person, because I am, I'm the, you know, hey, there's always a rainbow on the other side of the cloud. You know, I mean, you know, whatever. Daffodils and daisies, whatever. But I'm always, I'm always seeing, th- I said, hey, this hasn't been such a bad year. There's been all kinds of great things. We finished the building, we did this, this has happened, these people. Hey, I have a new daughter-in-law. Hallelujah. And yesterday we were talking about, you know, somebody had warned her that now she gets to be a part of my sermons. And so today's sermon, usually it's just Ethan and Tally, but now Alyssa gets to be a part of my sermons. So today is about Alyssa. Just kidding. But I am going to use them as an example because, you know, when a person is growing up, as somebody is growing up as a, as a young man or a young woman, you, you think about the future. You think about how you want things to be and how many young women have thought their whole you know, childhood, teenage, whatever, about their wedding day. How it would be a certain way and you'd, you'd be wearing a certain thing and you'd be, you'd be, uh, hearing certain music or you'd be, you know, everything was, you've been planning this your whole life. And the guys are just going, yeah, I want to get married. You know, I mean, they, they don't care. They, they don't care what happens. Just let's do the thing. Let's say the words. Let's get there. Okay. And, but some people had plans. Somebody had, some people, but definitely brides think, you know, this is the way I want to go into that day, into that uh, uh, covenant, into that relationship. I can guarantee you, Mary never thought, I want to go into already pregnant. Amen. 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 No young woman should go into marriage thinking, I want to be already pregnant. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm making them nervous. No, I mean, you know, this is just, wow. But how did God start out Jesus' life? He put people into some very awkward positions. We talked about this two weeks ago. You know, what did they do to a woman who was pregnant before marriage? That's kind of harsh, but it was a deterrent. And so nobody went, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice here. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to take a chance. I think I'm going to be pregnant before my wedding day. You know, so here's Mary where the, the angel comes and speaks to her and says, you're going to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And she, I mean, here's where, here's where the God factor comes in. She said, be it done unto me according to your word. Lord, I'll, I, I will submit to you whatever you want, Lord. But I don't know that she really thought that all the way through. Because 
My goodness, what is, what's grandma going to say? What's auntie? I mean, what, what are the aunts going to say? I mean, they're terrible, aren't they? Don't anybody say, don't, don't smirk, don't, don't twitch. But, you know, gosh, wait a second. Or God, or angel, whoever, you know, you want to put me in this weird position and, and I have to, this is not the way I'd planned it. How many this last year into 2020 that it was going to turn out the way it did? Nobody. And I can guarantee you nobody thought, let's have it go really crazy. Well, how about a worldwide pandemic? How about all the stuff that goes with it? Let's just, let's just go for it here. Let's, let's make this as tough as possible. Let's shut down all the churches in America. Let's shut down all the businesses, except Walmart. Let's close restaurants. That's a great idea. What? No, nobody planned that. Nobody thought that. Well, maybe somebody planned it, but that's a whole nother. I'm not going there. Backing up. Backing up. This was, n- it won't go. It won't. Life doesn't always go the way we planned it. Isn't that true? I mean, we can have the best, play, left, ble- best laid plans. And then everything just happens. Well, this Christmas is another example of it. How many of yours of your Christmases are going exactly the way you planned it? See, that's the, that's exactly the truth. They never go the way you plan them. There's always, you know, disappointments. There's always Somebody came to my formal you know, party that I planned and he was wearing the ugly Christmas sweater. Really, Uncle Bob? Really, Uncle Bob? You got to push the envelope every time. Or, you know, somebody ate way too much of this and, and I, you know, uh, they ate all the deviled eggs, you know, and I didn't get any. You know, whatever. You're, there's always disappointment. You didn't get the present you wanted. Disappointment. Don't go the way you plan. Christmas is hard enough the way it is without throwing in the way this year has gone. Go over to Matthew chapter 2. Just so you know, Alyssa, that's it. I won't be, I won't be saying anything more about it. For now. For now. Today. Next week's a whole new sermon. Matthew, beginning with verse 9. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take your child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is a for the child to destroy him. 
child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death. This was to fulfill what the Lord had Egypt, I That isn't what they planned. I mean, nobody, nobody has a child out of wedlock, go, goes and, and is in Bethlehem. They only went there for the census. Do you notice that too? That's another interesting thing that as you read through it, they only went there for the census and they end up, spend, end up spending two years there because he, he was about two years old. They, that's the calculations. How many watched the, the, the Star of Bethlehem after I talked about it? You need to watch that because tomorrow it happens again for the first time in 920 years or something like that. Wow. I mean, is that a sign? I have no idea. Couldn't care less. But it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. And it is, you know, so Debbie was telling me, oh, I hear it's supposed to be here on the 21st again. It's that same phenomena. I was like, nah, it's different. Well, I actually went and researched it after she said it. I was like, it is. It's, it's, the, 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 it's Jupiter aligning with the, uh, the star Regulus. And they, it's the exact, but then also Venus is involved, and I don't know what that means. I don't care. But it's kind of cool. It's supposed to be a really bright star tomorrow night. Let's hope it isn't foggy or, you know, Saturn? I thought it was Venus. Jupiter. It is Jupiter, right? Yeah, okay, good. I got three of Better better than average. It doesn't matter. Really bright star. Cool. Okay. Doesn't matter. But it, it lines up with, now here's the thing I didn't realize from documentary is that that you know we why is it december 25th why do we celebrate christmas on december 25th because that was when the star made it it was in that position for them when they they think it's when they reached bethlehem two years later after his birth that's kind of cool yeah and that in a buck and a quarter still gets you a bag of chips i don't it doesn't really matter it's just kind of cool bottom line Nobody, none of this is what people planned. It wasn't something that the Magi woke up one morning and go, hey, let's take a trip to Bethlehem. You know, nobody did that. Bethlehem is nothing. Bethlehem is just a, a widening in the road, especially back then. But they, they knew what the, what the stars meant. They knew what the word said, and they went looking for the king. And then this whole thing with, the, with Herod killing the babies. And it just nobody plans this stuff. But it worked perfectly into God's plan. It worked perfectly into who God said was going to come, when he was going to come, how he was going to come, the, the, the virgin birth, all of those things. He fulfilled all of the, the prophecies about him, and he couldn't fulfill when he was born or where he would be born or who his parents were. All the prophecies, I mean, he couldn't fulfill them even where he was killed and how, how he was betrayed and all the stuff that Jesus did only point to one thing, that he is the Messiah. That he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. But now we have to decide what to do about it. Well, here we are in 2020, and we've had the year from... <sighs> wow! Wow! You know, Deb, I try so hard. I do. And it's them. I'll, I'll stay over here. You, you, not going to behave himself either? Okay, well, we'll try. Where was I? Okay, it's been one of those years. 
And none of us planned it. You know, one of the things I've been asking a lot of my friends, and you know, ministers from all over the country, people in different different phases of doing different things, you know, people that I trust, people that I hang out with, people that I like, you know. And I've been asking, I've asked every single one of them, January 1st, did you know, did you have any inclination whatsoever that this year was going to be this way? And none of them had any idea. Nobody. I didn't. I, I mean, I prayed a bunch about 2020. God never once showed me that it was going to be like this. Everybody I've talked to, nobody knew. Nobody said anything. The, the only thing, I back into some notes. I had to go back into some notes, and this is September of 2019. So this is four months before, and we were, we were getting ready to um, have a minister's meeting uh, and we were praying about what, what we would do, and we were starting to pray about the, the week devoted to God. And Pastor Jonah Fetzer, uh, praying, he prayed this. I will dictate the moments. This is God speaking through. I will dictate the the intense and the portent. Let me say that again. God said, I will dictate the moments, the intents, and the portents. And at the time, he didn't even, he just, he just said it. He goes, I don't even know what that means. We had to go in and look it up. And we looked up intent. Well, intent is dictate the purpose. He always does. He dictates purpose. There's a there's a purpose for my life, for this church. There's a purpose for the body of Christ. There's a purpose for the kingdom. There's a purpose. God has purposes already dictated. He knows the direction you need to live your life. He, needs, he knows the direction you need to follow. So he dictates the intents. But then he says, I will, I will dictate the moments, the intents, and the portents. Does anybody know what portents means? Exactly. None of it. We had no idea what that word meant. He goes, what does that word mean? I don't know. We had to go look it up. It means this. A sign or warning that something, especially something momentous or calamitous, is likely to happen. Isn't that interesting? That was September of 2019. Now, here's the deal. God didn't explain what that meant. We all kind of went, huh, interesting. And just... Went on our merry way. But what God did tell us, what God did show us, and I'm, I, he told us to start getting ready. He said, start getting ready. Get yourself ready. Get yourself ready to live this life. Not, it doesn't matter what happens in 220. See that, or 2020. It doesn't matter what's about to happen in the national field or in the international field. It doesn't matter what was about to happen in the politics. It doesn't matter what was supposed to in a, a, a medical world. His plan, he, God's, God's not moved by what didn't and did and didn't happen in 2020. What he's telling you and he's, what he's telling me is get ready. Well, what does that mean? What is, how do you get ready? Well, we talked about that last year a ton. Get ready. Spend time in the Word. Spend time with God speaks through His Word. Spend time in the Word. Spend time in prayer. 
Be in prayer. Train yourself to, to spend time and hear the voice of God. How do you know it's the voice of God? It lines up with the Word of God. He doesn't speak anything audibly or he doesn't speak anything through somebody else. He doesn't speak anything you know, by the Spirit that doesn't line up with the Word of God. That's why you've got to know the Word of God. He said, get ready. Be ready for what's about to happen. He didn't tell us, stock up on toilet paper. I guess some people did. There was a couple people, oh yeah, God told me to, didn't tell me. But then again, we never ran out either. (laughs) But what he said is get ready, get ready spiritually. Because it doesn't matter what happens in 2020. You need to to know that God is going to give you each step, each plan, each moment. God wasn't worried about 2020. He's not worried about 2021. He has a plan, though. He has a plan for your life. And that plan, according to the Word of God, see, I'm not just making this stuff up. I could make it up, but I don't have to, because the Word of God says it. He has plans to bless us and to prosper us, no matter what the world does. No matter what the economy does, no matter what the doctors say, whatever, no matter what the government says, it doesn't matter what kind of government we have. Doesn't matter. It doesn't. You know, I know we have our. You know, I know what I want. I know what I like. I know what I'd prefer. But it's, that isn't. God's not worried about that. He's still God, and what He has said to you will happen. Just like what He said to Mary and to Joseph. Just like what He said to the to the Magi. So how do we now move forward? Especially Christmas. Christmas is tough anyway. I mean, every year you hear about the holiday, one of the most depressing times, the depressing periods of time in the year. Suicides during these holidays than any time in the rest of the year. And now you add on top of it the stuff we've went through this last year. How much harder is it for people? Because it was bad enough that you know people you know are, are they feel the most lonely during Christmas. Do you want me to switch over? We are having trouble with our sound. This, I, I think this is the wrong microphone. I have an accent now. This is your first Sunday here. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You may want to throw the drives back to me. I don't know. I just. Where was I? Depressing. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Wonderful. Glad I left off on depressing. We need to get through this year. We, we individually, but we also need to help our family get through Christmas. And not be focused on that. We need to be focused on him. How do we do that? Because Christmas is, I mean, okay, our Christmas this year has already changed. You know, we always have a, you know, my wife's family, it's all about family. It's about being together. Well, we couldn't. 
and we had to Zoom Christmas yesterday. That's tough. That's not the way it's supposed to be. You know, Jesus didn't tell Adam and Eve, go forth, fill the earth, and Zoom each other. So, I mean, well, how do you do it? How do, we, how do we get through 2020, what's left of 2020? But then how do we get through 2021? It's simple. There's one answer. It's this, love. 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 And how do we love? We just walk in love. We, we prefer one another. We prefer someone else. If somebody, you know, here's the deal. If, somebody, if God puts somebody on your heart, this week, you're thinking, wow, I wonder how so-and-so is doing. Instead of just going on, I don't know, I'll just move on. Call them. Text them. Send, zoom them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> zoom them. Reach out to them. Tell them, hey, I was thinking about you today. That may be all you have. I was thinking about you today. Wow, thanks. Somebody thought about me today. That's awesome. Tell them you love them. Tell them you love them. Well, who am I supposed to do that for? Whoever God puts on your heart. Well, what if I don't like them? He didn't say like them. He said love them. There are people I don't like, but I do love people. I had a really interesting conversation with somebody this last week. We were talking about love, about loving one another. And they said, well, how do you know if they love? How do you know if you truly do love someone, because there's some people I don't like, you know, how do you, how do you know if you really love them? And the person said, God told them one time, if they were, if they came to your door, knocked on the door, if they sent you a, uh, an email or if they called you and said, I need help, would you help them? That's a great test because that's exactly what Jesus said about the Samaritan. He was the only one who did something anyway. Even though he didn't necessarily like the guy. He didn't even know him. But he helped him. He reached out to him. He loved him enough to make the effort outside of his own ability, outside of his own comfort zone, to touch the life of another human being. This year, it's exactly what God did. That's exactly what God did. He God, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. He, he, he gave. He went out of his way. He, he made a way. He, he put his son into a position, very uncomfortable position, because Jesus had to grow up his whole life with the stigma. He had to grow up his whole life not in heaven. He had to grow up his whole life here on this earth. It was uncomfortable, but he says I, he did it because he loved us, and that's what we do. We reach out. We walk in love. Well, and I can't, I can't even begin to give you examples of it. I mean, if I, make, if I give you one example, there are 10,000 other ones of ways to show love to somebody else. All you, can be, all you can do is be led by God. In that moment, he says, do this, say this, reach out here, share, whatever. You, you walk by love. All right, one last verse. Second John. Chapter 1, beginning with verse 4. 2 John, chapter 1, verse 4. says this, 
I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing to you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love. He even tells you what love is. That we walk according to his commandments. And what are his commandments? What are the two greatest commandments? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So there's three people you need to love during this time. God, which is easy. I mean, I can already tell. We already, I heard you guys loving God this morning. But the other two is your neighbor, who maybe it isn't always easy to do so. But how, look for ways to love somebody. That's, you know, in these, in these weird times, there, have got to, there are ways to love people in their time of need. But it also says to love yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. You need to love yourself. Some of, some of us need to forgive ourselves. Some of us need to say, you know what? I mean, I, do, I, I know I do. I am the hardest, my hardest critic. I know you think you're the hardest critic on me, but I, you're not. I am the I'm, I'm just like, really? Really? How long have you been a Christian? How long have you been on the, how, and really? You still have those thoughts? Really? You still look at people that way? You still judge? You still whine? You still, Really? See, and I'm, I have to stand up here and, and admit to this junk. You can do it privately. Forgive yourself. Love yourself. You know what? Thank you, God, that you made me just the way I am. Thank you, God, that you put me in the family you did. I don't understand it all. I don't understand. I didn't mean that uh, that way. I didn't. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I forgive myself. Yes. <laughs> But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Love yourself. Love God. It's the only way you're going to make it through 2021. It really is. It's the only way is to walk in love with one another. Amen?